a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It's great to have you wherever you may be listening this morning to another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio as we get ready to take you outdoors even during these cold months of winter here in the state of Utah. So many great things to get out and enjoy. We're going to share some of those things coming up over the next two hours. Reminder again that we're recording this program on Thursday and as we look ahead to the weekend it's going to be a snowy one again. We got a little break uh, midweek, but it's coming back with snow expected uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, although the bigger part of the storm could be Friday and Sunday. Warmer temperatures, too, which is uh, going to be welcomed by many. Tim Hughes in the studios of uh, Broadcast House, KSL, in Salt Lake City. And uh, Navinomskis joins me this morning. Navi is uh, hanging out, I think, watching game shows now. That oh, he's, come uh, on. Old, I don't watch game shows. Old retired man up there. In, well, I thought that maybe. latter part's true. I thought maybe you'd be uh, testing your knowledge on Jeopardy or something. Yeah, but that's at 6 p.m. <laughs> so you do watch game shows. Well, <laughs> I, if I, I do, that's the one I watch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have known what time it was on TV. Well, I know that one, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm let's make a deal or whatever it is in the daytime. No, thank you. Price is right. Nothing like that, huh? No. no. Yeah. How's uh, retired life? It's really good. It's really good. There's this thing I've lost in my life. I can't remember. Oh, it's called an alarm. <laughs> can't remember what it is. You know that's my hot button, so you're going right. to rub that in a lot. Well, it's everybody. I mean, I loved my job. I loved going to work. I hated to wake up. Yeah, I know. And uh, when you have to do it at 3 a.m., it's even less fun. So uh, it is one of those things. You want to tell everybody what your um, uh, segment idea was for the show? We didn't get a chance to do it this week. but uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, look, we're going to do a segment called Sauna with Navi. <laughs> Uh, and your idea is to somehow get a recording device into your sauna right? Uh, in your backyard and just walk people through the experience of what it feels like to have burning flesh? Well, they wouldn't walk through it. They'd run for sure. But it's a lot of fun in there, The you know, the banter, the hoop, the hollering, the ooing, and the on, and it's all good. Yeah. And it would, I think, look, whenever we do something great, Tim, you know I want to share it with our audience. I know. Uh, and I, well, we talked about this several weeks ago, but uh, Becky and I came back out to your place and we had a second round of it as uh, a little opera with some nice chili that Gail had prepared in the uh, crock pot. And then uh, we went out and, and did a little sauna. Part of this uh, experience would have to be standing under the freezing cold bucket of water outside, wouldn't it? No, it's half the experience. It's not a part of it. If you don't do the bucket, you really haven't sauna. Now, you could go through the ice. A hole in the lake would be great. Or rolling in the snow is also good. But those are your three options. If you do sauna and you eliminate that part of it, you're not doing sauna. 
Well, we're figuring out a way to do it without ruining a recording device. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that part of it out. We and need then, a drone, and then maybe a drone inside the uh, sauna, <laughs> just above us when we pull that bucket string. Nobody wants to see this. I guarantee you. they may. That's why we do radio. They, too. May, they may think it's funny to listen to, but they don't want to see you in a bathing suit. Of course so, not. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's a, a, a future segment for the program. Let's talk about what's coming up today. News of the week here in just a few minutes. There are several things that are drought-related, water-related, including the fact that the uh, salt flats have been flooded. I don't know if you followed that story this week. Uh, yeah, I have, and that's a good thing. This is all good news. Yeah, uh, and even those that love to get out there and uh, you know try and set some world records for land speed say that this is a good thing for the salt flats. Because, uh, first of all, it's a lot of water. But secondly, it settles the crust. I guess it creates more of a crust on the surface of uh, the salt flats. So it's good for the racing. Uh, it makes the salt flat. Yeah. That's, why that's they call right. It. That's, that's what, what caused it. That's Correct. why they call it the salt flats. Correct. And we've got some new drought information that we'll pass along in our News of the Week in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Jeanette Petros with the, uh, in Canab tourism down there is going to join us and talk about a balloons and tunes event that always happens around president's day. And Bob Grove helped to set that up. So we'll look forward to sharing that with you in the next half hour. And you've got actually time to plan it. If you want to get down there, I'm sure the temperatures are delightful in uh, several weeks in that part of the state. We'll, however, on president's day, be back in steamboat, uh, as a part of the annual pilgrimage, won't we? Yes, absolutely. I can't wait. Um, For people that don't know, uh, an Icon Pass, which we try and encourage people to take a look at, or the Epic Pass enables you to ski a lot of different places. But with the Icon, you actually get a season pass at Steamboat, even though we're only there for, what, four or five days during the... uh during the winter months in February. Well, that's you and Becky. Uh, Gal and I are going to be there for uh, 19 days. 19? Yeah. Maybe 18. Got to do the math. But, yeah, I wanted to get two weeks, but not quite. All right. Uh, so that's coming up for us anyway. Mark Hadley joins us. They're a little concerned about the deer herd in the state. Some of the studies that they've done show that, and I'm sure this has a lot to do with the amount of snowfall that's out there, that uh, the body weight, the body fat, of some of the deer that they've taken a look at is uh, a little behind. It's a little underwhelming. So there's some emergency deer feeding that's going to be going on. So we'll share uh, how that's all taking place. Road tripping with the boys. I haven't heard from uh, Mark or Bob just yet about uh, where they may be taking us, but we'll look forward to it. Craig Gordon's going to join us with an avalanche report, and we'll figure out snow day. And then uh, Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge and Tracks Power Sports. He's got a couple of big events that are happening at uh, the cabins at Bear River Lodge that uh, we'll share with you. One of them, I think, is it this weekend or is it next, where he's got uh, a woman's snowmobile ride that Jamie is heading up out there that uh, gives ladies the opportunity to ride machines with other ladies. Um Roger will be heading that up as a guide, but uh, there's also an opportunity to have dinner and uh, you can spend the night in one of the cabins and just get to know uh, some other ladies that may get out and enjoy some of the things you enjoy. And then hopefully you've got a fish bites for us this morning. Of course, I won't let you down. We're going to talk about the brown trout specifically today. Yeah, we talked a little about uh, the, the spawn of many of the species last week. Right. So... 
Yeah, we'll look forward to that uh, coming up from you uh, a little later. I did uh, pull this this morning, and I was a little surprised, although uh, if you're looking at uh, these numbers, I guess it makes sense that Utah's Mighty Five park visitation dropped by about 7% in 2022. Part of that is because the uh, attendance was so darn high during the pandemic. Right. The COVID experience brought everybody to our parks, and then the world opened up last year, so we lost the percentage for sure. Yeah, but when we tell you it's down 7%, we can balance that out with the actual numbers that a little more than 10.5 million people visited right. five national parks last year, uh, down from 2022. And it actually, as I understand it, puts us uh, in line with what the numbers were in 2017. That, according to uh, Vicki Varela, who's the managing director of the Utah Office of Tourism. So a little bit of a roller coaster, but I guess not much of a surprise. Not, not a surprise at all. I mean, look where we went last year. We went overseas because we could. And the year before, we were all domestic. So, yeah, it's a natural evolution. And then there are some other reasons. Uh, visiting places like uh, like Powell was down, which makes sense. People have heard and seen some of the pictures of uh, the water challenges there. It dropped almost 10% from 2021. And Timpanogos Cave National Monuments in Hovenweep, actually, uh, the monument there, experienced some increases closer to a population center here along the Wasatch Front, though neither really brings in big crowds. The uh, uh, latter drew just about 156,000 people talking of Timpanogos Cave, representing a 27% jump from 2021. So... Good news. Still a lot of people out there uh, taking advantage of what this beautiful state has to offer. Oh, absolutely. That, that caving, spelunking is cool, literally. Yeah. And so you don't have to wait for warmer temperatures to see some of these things. We'll uh, talk more about winter activities coming up in a minute. Let's take our break here. That'll give us a little more time on the other side to uh, do some news of the week. And we'll talk about those stories that are water-related, some good news. When it comes to the drought uh, here in Utah and really all over the West, stay with us for that next here on KSL and KSL Outdoors Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Tim and Navi today, uh, before we get to any of the news of the week, I, I do want to mention why Russ uh, Smith is not with us today. Our condolences go out to Russ and his family. His father uh, passed away yesterday afternoon, I believe. So he is headed down to Delta to make some uh, final plans for his father, who uh, lived quite a life and uh, I think was around 90, maybe a little bit older than that. And um, not a surprise, but uh, these things are always tough to... Uh, you know, digest. So his father passed away, and we send our best wishes to uh, he and his family this morning. All right, let's talk about some of uh, the news of the week that I had uh, grabbed to pay attention to. One of them we just talked about was the flooding out on the uh, Bonneville Salt Flats. And uh, one of the geologists out there who has studied the Salt Flats for years said it is the wettest he's ever seen it, which... uh, 
is pretty. He's, he's young, Tim. Everybody I talk to, they go, well, you know, snows of 94 all over Austin. Well, how about the snows of 83? And then everybody looks at me and go, you were alive then? <laughs> yeah, well, you have to go back quite a ways. Uh, right. And this particular geologist, his name Jeremiah Bernot, uh, has only been studying the salt flats for six years. So it makes yeah. sense that it would be the biggest he's seen. For but, sure. But he says it's extremely diluted. Not unusual to see flooding out there. Last year's uh, Speed Week event was actually canceled uh, because of it, which people may be surprised unless you heard the reporting on it back then. They said that uh, all the usually desolate white raceway now looks more like a giant puddle, and all of that salt that dissolves uh, when we have all this rain is not going anywhere, so it just settles and, as I mentioned, may make a better base for the uh, land speed record attempts that take place out there. So all in all, it's great news. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one thing about the, we hit a little more summer rains, which we never used to have. So our climate is changing. It's definitely drier, but we are getting the summer rains, well, monsoons a little bit, and that's causing the problem with Speed Week. Well, and the hope is, and I read just a headline the other day and get it didn't get a chance to read too much behind it, uh, but uh, some folks were excited about the fact that the La Nina seems to be moving out and uh, El Nino is settling in, which is sort of a 50-50 chance for us, as we've talked about before, on whether we get a wet or a dry year. But the uh, hope is that maybe this is just the beginning of what could be a, a five- or six-year wet cycle. And figure- Well, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, with the La Nina, that line that really changes everything on what side of the line you fall. And Utah is the cusp. The line goes right through us. And sometimes it's north of us, which is bad. And sometimes it's a little south, which is good, where we are this year. So this has been an exceptional year because we are on the right side of the line. Yeah. Uh, your son, Mickey, actually moved north to find snow and right? have more consistent snow, and now he's coming down here no, every weekend. No, that's absolutely true, because I'm coming down to you. Don't brag. <laughs> uh, so here he is uh, down from Montana because everything's just hitting us just right. And more coming this weekend, as I mentioned a minute ago. All right, now to the drought. Uh, while almost one-fifth of Utah remains in at least extreme drought status, no parts of the state are listed in exceptional drought, which is the worst drought category. That's according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. About 56% of the state was in extreme drought. Uh, so more than half, including nearly 4% in exceptional drought at the start of the uh, water year, October 1st. So that's great news. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're not through this. Uh, we've got more than a long way to go. But uh, more than 96% of the state remains in at least a moderate drought. It has made a big, big difference, though, in where we were. Uh, it's fantastic, Tim. It couldn't be better. And the only thing that could be better is if it continues. I mean, we still have the opportunity to almost break a record. And what better year to have a huge, you know, groundswell of water in such a bad time with us. Yeah. So this is going so good. Keep our fingers crossed. It ends well. Here's a number that actually will uh, make sense or help make sense of uh, how good we're doing. The uh, result of this active pattern means that the statewide mountain snowpack or the water from the snowfall is now up to 14 and a half, well, a little bit more, almost 15 inches, which is nearly 180% of normal for this point of the water year. That's according to the Natural Resources Conservation uh, Service data. The figure is only 1.1 inches below the normal peak that typically happens in early April. 
and we still have the snowiest months of the year ahead of us, hopefully. Right. So we have 400 inches, which is really good snowpack. But the best part about that, this is some of the wettest snow we've ever had. So the, the water amount in our snow is exceptionally high, and that's just going to bode well for our drought. Alta may well set a record this year. Um, well, that's optimistic. Uh, we, we're only halfway through it, but yes. Yeah. I said May. Yeah. So well, hopefully by May it's still going. <laughs> we'll stick with it. Hey, they may be skiing on the uh, tram at, at Snowbird on uh, Jan- or, uh, July 4th. Right. If it continues this way, at least on the top half of the mountain. Then one more thing I wanted to add, because I did put a link on our um, our Facebook page. The 2023 Ice Fishing Seminar for Strawberry Reservoir already happened, and they realized not everybody can attend. But what they did this year was record it. So if you want to uh, just watch what was taught at the seminar, uh, you have the opportunity to do that. It's on a YouTube channel, and I put the link on our Facebook page. We were talking about ice fishing last week with the Division of Wildlife Resources, so you may want to look that up. Just look us up on Facebook at KSL Outdoors Radio. All right, a break. We've got a news update, and on the... uh, other side in the next half hour, Jeanette Petros Balloons and Tunes event is coming up on President's Day weekend in Kanab. We'll tell you about it. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.